global controls will have to be imposed and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's you just blew my mind. Yeah, Sam, welcome to another fun festive episode of Tinfall Hat. Join me as always is uh, XG in the place to be. It's always a pleasure to see you. This is the Mexican who demands answers, digs deeper. Okay? I want to know. I want to know right now. Can you guys hear me? Because I can't hear me in mine, but can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, that's all that matters. Uh, guys, thank you for all the kind words on the Ryan Dawson uh, episode. Thank you for all the kind words on the Rath Ben episode on Patreon. You guys are loving it. We're eventually going to put that one on to the to the masses, but I wanted to give it exclusively to our, our, our Patreon listeners because that guy talks about lizard people, and that's only for those who can handle it. Um, a lot of great things going on. Guys, t-shirts are coming. I got t-shirts. I have some of the most insane t-shirts you will ever see in your life, dude. Uh, I got t-shirts. Uh, uh, right now, we got the Eddie Bravo Look Into It t-shirts, okay? We got the Wu-Tang t-shirts. I'm working on a couple things. There's Lizard People Everywhere t-shirts. Every month or every tour stop, there's going to be a new t-shirt. So go check it out. Go to tinfoilhatpodcast.com. And you can get all the t-shirts there, my friends. That's a great way to support the show. Ultra, also, I mentioned earlier, the Patreon. Did we guys see that one? Yes, the Patreon. I am putting new stuff on that every day. I'm going to get back to my uh, Mothers of All Truth bombs, okay? I'll be starting to do one. I'll do that one tomorrow. And then uh, i always putting content on that. Hey, dude, if you can't get enough of this show, this is more content. This is like two, hour, two more hours a week of content for you. So go check that out. Go to, go to patreon.com, tinfoil hat, and be a subscriber. You can go $2, $3, $5. That helps us all out. Okay, and then I'm proud to announce that next week, January 19th, I am headlining Tiff's Grill and Ale House in New Jersey. Who's winning? This guy right here. Just you can find this date at samtriply.com or tinfallhatpodcast.com. Go there, click it. The tickets are already sold, selling out. We're more than halfway sold out. This show will be sold out by the time I hit the stage. If you're in the New Jersey area, in the New York City area, somebody hit me up from New York City. He's like, hey, you want to come by? I'm like, I'm not going to be out there. They said you're going to be in Morris Plains. I guess it's the same place. I don't know. So that's next Saturday night. Uh, and then real quick, this Tuesday coming up, January 15th, the first show of Comedy Chaos sold out. Second show, The Late Show, Eddie Bravo, Brian Callen, uh, Brandon Shaw, Mike Rappaport, uh, who else is in there? You name it, they're in there. Uh, that is selling quickly. I might add another big name to it, but uh, grab your tickets now. It's only twenty five bucks, man. Get in and grab them so that. And then I got since you're throwing out dates. Yeah. Damn, I got one on Saturday, this twelfth at uh, so, Fowler, Fowler, some shit in Fresno. Okay, so it's in Fresno. Yeah. Do you know the name of it? Fowler. Uh, the show or the Where the can joint? they get this info? Can they find you on social media? On my social media, on okay, Instagram. Okay, which is what? Because it's confusing X, as fuck. XG marks the spot. XG marks yeah, the spot. He has those dates. If you're in the Fresno area, go see XG. He's starting to get on stage. He's starting to work it out. That's going to be George. George is headlining, and we got Jason Rouse. We got some George guy named Fred, Side Dick. Eddie, yeah. the whole and sidekick Eddie, dude. Yep, side dick Eddie, side dick Eddie. Yeah. I didn't even know. That's even crazier. <laughs> so go see XG. He's a big part of the show, and we're super excited that he's doing stand up. Well, that was our uh, our pitches for today. Um, I'm super excited to bring on our returning champion. He's one of the first original big names we've gotten on the show, and. I'm super excited that he's available to come back. Uh, he's one of the guys who are fighting really hard to get the truth out. Uh, he started his own news media website called Fulcrum News. Uh, he has always been at the front of the Pedogate stuff, and he's a friend of mine. I was blessed to do a show way back today. Please welcome my good friend, returning champion, David Seaman, everybody. How are you, David? I'm doing well. Uh 
doing well, and thank you so much, Sam. And uh, I can see that you're doing very well, also. You know, all the Patreon support and the popularity of the of the show. I know you said iTunes might be going away, but it looks like for the time being, as long as there's an iTunes or people with smartphones, a lot of people are listening. So, congrats over the last couple of years. Thank you, buddy. I really do appreciate I, you came on when we were a very tiny show, and we're a little bit bigger show. I. I, I, I believe 2019 is going to be a great year for myself and for you. You were one of the first to go peer-to-peer, which is very important and is the beauty of the internet, that we can get away from having to have the gatekeepers tell us what we can or cannot do. For those who do not know about your, your media site, can you tell us a little bit about Fulcrum News? Yeah, I would- Love to do that briefly. Uh, so we launched uh, around the time of the inauguration of President Trump, uh, launched January 2017. And it really it came out of a discussion where me and a couple of friends were like, this guy's just not getting a fair shake. And this was even back then, you know, because I had interviewed I had interviewed uh, Donald Trump now almost nine years ago. Uh, and then did a second interview about a year after that, where he just called me on my cell phone. So this is you know old news now, again, nine years ago. But based on those brief interactions where he remembered my name, and he was like a smart person, who was talking about, in part, some of the same stuff he's, he's concerned about today. Uh, based on that stuff, I just, I didn't feel like the media was being honest. And as a person who's lived in media for the last 10 years or so, I felt like, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go along with this, you know. So uh, that was really the the genesis of Fulcrum. Not that we're some kind of Trump cheerleader. There's plenty of stuff where I wish he would move faster or I wish he would do something different altogether. You know, we're not cheerleaders. It's just like this shrill thing that you see on CNN every night. I don't think that's the average person in the media. I think, you know, it's not even the average person. So, No, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think what you do is very important. I think... You know, a lot of people, whether it's uh, Trump or Q or whatever, and I'm not really getting into what is real, what is not, what your beliefs are and what is. But when you look at these things, if if these are all status quo, psyops or whatever, they're the worst ever, in my opinion. You know, and I've said this before, and I hope people aren't getting bored of it, because it's literally exposed their network of influence and propaganda, which doesn't make any sense that they would be okay with just completely burning down the last century of work establishing this cabal, this uh, deep state to uh, control the masses and get us to all fight with each other, which is a big, but like, I mean, dude, me and my girlfriend almost get into breakup relationship fights over her watching MSNBC. I, I like, I just... It's just like, one, you live in a household that is paid for with the help of a podcast that just (laughs) sets all that shit on fire. Yet you're still, it's like, imagine if you were dating a guy who owned Coke and you came home and you were drinking drinking Pepsi. Pepsi. (laughs) Like, and that's what I do every day when I come home. That's all she's doing. And I try to express to her. Like the other day, I I did, listen to Happy wife, happy life. She's no, not my, that's she, bullshit. We, we, live, we, we live together for a while. <laughs> she came up to me. She goes, Sam, did you hear the latest? I go, oh, what? She goes, do you know why Mueller won't prosecute Trump? I go, oh, this is going to be good. Why? Oh, because he's afraid of the Russian mob. I go, stop, 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 stop. Don't talk. No more talking. You have just... You, I, dude, I'm going to leave right now. I'm going to grab my passport, my checks, and I'm going to walk the fuck out the door if you say another fucking dog shit thing. I, I love my girlfriend. I love my girlfriend. That just, I mean, it's, that's the propaganda. It's anything to continue the lie other than go, okay, this has gone too far. What is your whole thoughts on, like, MSNBC, CNN? And I'm going to throw Fox in there. Fox is in there. I think Fox now is kind of like, because... You know, Trump's in office. They've taken a step back. It's almost like they take turns on who's the crazy people. But for sure, right now, MSNBC and NBC are the, the insane asylum. What, what do you think's going on with that, David? Yeah, I think you really got to go back to Project Mockingbird and what the CIA was doing back in the 70s uh, before I was even born 
to get any kind of context. And the, why is the media so weird? Who are these makeup people? Some of them look like transvestites. You know, I have nothing against <laughs> nothing against the LGBTQ community, but like some of them don't even appear to be women, and yet kind of look feminine. And they're so angry at Trump over everything and nothing at the same time. And so, what is going on there? Why are they nuking, as you said, at fifty or a hundred years of credibility to go after this guy when if, if they're so strong, right? If everybody hates him. He's gone next year anyways, so that doesn't make sense to lose 50 years of you're the authority and people listen to what the New York Times or what the ladies on MSNBC say. And now they're so far out. You know, we saw this calm speech from Donald Trump in the Oval Office. I was hoping for much more. I was hoping for, hey, America, Pedogate is real and we're, we're going after him and God bless that's kind of what I was hoping for. I, we got something much more mild. We got, yes, there's some human trafficking at the border, and it needs to be shut down, and this is my proposal. And he didn't get crazy. It was totally rational. And then I turned on the TV afterwards. I wonder what other people think in the media. And it was like as if Hitler had just come back from the dead. You know, I don't understand. Well, I guess I do understand. That's the problem is I understand what they're doing, but I don't understand how they get out of this because now there are tens of millions at least – Tens of millions of Americans who are just woke, right? They're not going back to what Don Lemon says. They're not going back to what Anderson Cooper, who is the son of one of the wealthiest and most elite people on the planet, right? The son of a Vanderbilt. They're one of the ruling bloodlines, if you believe believe in the Illuminati at all. Oh, we and, believe. Uh, uh, so, yeah, anyways, like, what does Anderson Cooper know? Aside from being rich, aside from coming from this highly elite family, what has he broken? What has he investigated and turned a stone over? You know, what stone has he turned over and found some creepy crawlers underneath? He is the creepy crawler. You know, like uh, one final thing on this this thought is dogs. Dogs tend to mimic their owners, and they've even found that dogs will have the same diseases as their owner, the same personality over time. And when you watch like CNN, you're watching this multimillionaire who's the son of, of a Vanderbilt get all, all stressed out and the viewers, the viewers get stressed out too, but you shouldn't be like, this is our liberation. If you're just a working class person or middle class, Trump getting in there is our liberation. This is the Bane scene, the Bane scene of the dark night. But if you're worth a hundred million dollars and your name's Anderson Cooper and you're flying all around the world with all these elites and they love you and you love them and their world's on fire, then you're stressed out. So like, there's no reason for viewers to be stressed as Trump has said himself, I believe, just enjoy the show, you know? <laughs> I, I, I agree with a lot of things you're saying. I want to ask you, David, are you a liberal or conservative? Yeah, I actually, uh, I think on a lot of social topics like weed and like gay rights and stuff, I sound more liberal. And then on stuff like, hey, we sh as much as we pay in taxes, we should have a border protected. We should have somebody looking at your passport when you fly in. Uh, when you fly into D.C. or Baltimore from overseas, from a Middle Eastern country, I don't think that stuff's crazy. I don't think that stuff's 1984, right? So uh, I'm kind of a balanced person in that respect, uh, and I'm not not uh, an ideologue, right? I think both parties are failing us in certain ways. For example, uh, after we were banned from YouTube, our company Fulcrum, uh, we reached out to four members of the Freedom Caucus uh, in Congress, and these are the most freedom-oriented Republicans who've been elected to the House of Representatives. Like if I were a black person and I were fired from my job, I would go to the Black Caucus and I would say, look, Google banned me from what I was doing for the last X number of years, and now I can't make a buck. And, and hopefully the Black Caucus would help me, right? But here, the Freedom Caucus, they didn't care at all. Four members of Congress didn't even get back to my producer. And we can be uh, we can be pretty annoying in terms of, you know, tapping you on the shoulder. And they just didn't care. They just did the calculus that I don't matter and Alex Jones doesn't matter and his millions of viewers don't matter. And they said, hey, F off, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very. So you're like issue to issue. And that's me as well. That is me as well. You know, I am somebody that believes like the the, the see the president should be questioned at all times. But you should hope for the best and support for the best. And when something comes out that you don't like, you should question it all the time. 
Uh, I want to get back to the media real quick. I want to talk about how it, what I'm seeing in Hollywood, what I'm seeing in the news are the trust fund kids. And you mentioned it with Anderson Cooper. These trust fund kids are coming in and they're taking the they're kind of hijacking the left. And it's become where they are the voice of the left, but they're not the left. And they don't represent left values. They chirp and parrot left values. They say stuff that they see on bumper stickers, but they honestly believe it because their parents made money in everything that we're railing against. Their, their parents made money in, in war and arms dealing and uh, banker fraud and, and like dubious banking and real estate deals and stuff that we really want to lock down and get rid of. Their parents made a lot of money in that. And therefore, they don't see anything wrong with that. So when they chirp, they chirp about things they want us to hear or they've been told to, to say. Great example, Amy Schumer. You know, she's all about you know, getting rid of guns, but then her uncle or cousin, I don't know what Schumer is to her, has completely uh, participated in the military industrial complex and uh, armed many, many bad people with guns. Uh, We don't hear anything from uh, Amy Schumer on that. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you got the same kind of people on the right, like Meghan McCain, who Megan McCain is just running uh, running interference, you know, where it's like their whole world is collapsing. The McCains, you know, of course, rest in peace or whatever, but he came out as not a good guy, you know, before he died, not a good guy. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> My words. I don't know yeah, why McCain is on there. I don't know why that McCain is on the morning show. I don't know how a county or a state or whatever elects a Cheney to office. When you elect Liz Cheney to office, Liz you, Cheney. like that's her name, Liz Cheney, you are <laughs> saying to to the, all the soldiers that died in banker wars who came back broken, go fuck yourself. That's what you're doing when you are that naive. And I'm starting to get, and I want to get into Broward County a little later, but dude, these fucking trust fund kids are just taking over and they're selling us out left and right. Yeah, they are. And they do that because they see us as inferior and they, they believe in this concept of globalism, which I think maybe sounded better a hundred years ago when these elites first started thinking about it. Doesn't it sound nice that anybody can go anywhere and you can get a job anywhere and we're not restricted by passports, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you don't have to kill each other in wars anymore because we're all one people. And then you skip ahead to today and like the way that they're but trying the, to get there. But the argument is on that total, total dishonesty, you know, but the argument on that is if you let everybody in, like if you have no borders, you can't have health, a health system. Because you, you can't feed, you can't give everybody that. Well, so that's I mean, where it's like, do you want this country to be no, free well, health and free this? Well, no. Or it let everybody gets in? deeper that if you become one with Mexico and one with Canada, all of our laws get thrown out. And it actually, there is a belief that at some point George Bush had signed an order that basically eliminated the United States and made us the uh, the American Union. And that when you do that. You get rid of our constitution, our bill of rights. So it'd be kind of like the United Kingdom, how they're all. Oh, it'd be like, like the UK, the almost. UK, yeah, like the kind of, EU. Yeah, they're which all is kind of really together. what they're what what they're trying to do. But David, you 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 were saying something. Go on, please. Sorry. Oh no, that that was it. Uh, and so again, a hundred years ago, hundred years ago, and these elites, some of them are involved, some of them involved in secret societies like the Bavarian, uh, Bavarian Illuminati, and all that. So these very real secret societies, that was their agenda about a century ago. And now we're there. We're like 90%. They've gotten what they wanted. And it doesn't look beautiful, right? It's, it's, the, the reality of it is it's ugly and it doesn't work, right? Unlimited immigration anywhere has not worked since the beginning of time. And a lot of their other stuff doesn't work. You know, they've, they've pretty much controlled the media. If you start talking about the richest people in the world based on Fulcrum's research – are the immediate family of Lynn Forrester, the Rothschild, as well as uh, some of the family members and the Soros clan. So George Soros, his family, and Lynn Rothschild and her husband are literally the richest people in the world. And they hang out with big names on CNBC. And in their private lives, they're hanging out with these people on the TV networks. 
And this is what WikiLeaks really revealed with the, those email uh, leaks a couple of years ago, right before the election, is that these people are all friends, off camera. It's one little club. And if you're not in the club, you're not really protected from things like censorship and things like being attacked by that media when they decide that you're a threat. And it's, uh, you know, people online have called it a cabal. Uh, I think that's a good way to describe it. It's like a handful of people are putting on a show for the rest of us. And now that we've read their emails, at least 12 million of us read their emails. It's like, how are you still getting away with this? How are you still putting on the magic trick after telling us how you do it? It's not that much fun to watch after you tell us, oh, I'm not really chopping the girl in half. It's just an optical illusion. Well, then who's going to buy a ticket? In the same way, like, oh, the wars are fake. The currency is owned by like eight families. Uh, the media is totally scripted. Uh, if you're not a member of a ruling bloodline, they do everything in their power to destroy you before you get close to a position of power. And that's what they tried to do to Donald Trump, and they failed. Right? All that Russiagate stuff you mentioned that we might get into that, that was their backup plan to get him out of power if he were to ever slip into power. And it just wasn't strong enough, right, for a guy that we're told every minute of the day is so corrupt. It just doesn't seem like they have the goods on him. No, let's get in. Uh, before we get into Russiagate, because I want to discuss that with you, I want to discuss uh, WikiLeaks and, uh, and your thoughts on what's going on with WikiLeaks. And do you think, let's say, do you think versus hope that Donald Trump actually, because we had Rudy Giuliani talk about how WikiLeaks did not do anything wrong. Julian Assange should not get prosecuted, which as much as I hate Giuliani, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. Okay, he says something that I gives me a little hope that is like, dude, this guy didn't do anything wrong. And in reality, he really helped Trump get elected. Do you see any point after you tell us your thoughts on where what's going on with Julian Sides? Is there any hope for him getting pardoned or, you know, being uh, able to get out of there in one piece out of that, out of that apartment building or house? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. I think Julian Assange is in a lot of trouble. I think that uh, he, like many other truthers, he's the king of the king of truthers, right? But like many other truthers, the public is no longer no longer that engaged, and they're allowing him to be kind of uh, run down uh, when they should be as loud as possible. So I don't I don't adhere I do not adhere to the QAnon thing. Ne neither do I believe it's real, nor do I believe it's even a healthy idea to think that President Trump is always doing the right thing, like, like some kind of white Lucius Fox, you know, the, the guy in Dark Knight, uh, Morgan Freeman's character, that he's just always doing the right thing and his five steps ahead of the deep state, blah, blah, blah. I personally don't believe that. It's a viper's, it's a viper's nest here in D.C., and he's surrounded by at least 80% of the people here were doing very well before he arrived, and he, he doesn't have their support in the sense that they don't want him to shuffle the deck. They don't want him rearranging the power structure really at all. It was working perfectly for them before he came along. So uh, that's that's where I see it. Do you see him getting out of that, that where he, the, what was it, a building, it's a house, whatever he's uh, in right now, that do you see him getting out of that at all safely? What do you, what do you, uh, what do you mean? Like, do you see Julian Assange getting out uh, oh, out of, the, out of the embassy. Out of the embassy, I, so, excuse me. Yes, the embassy. So, yeah, I guess to continue with what I was saying is uh, I, I mostly support Trump. I don't believe he's a 5D chess player looking out for the most vulnerable among us. I don't believe that. The fact that his administration has done nothing to help me or Alex Jones after us reaching out to them multiple times in terms of the censorship here in the U.S. If you don't bother this guy a whole bunch— He's got other things on his plate. I think he's like, imagine he's like the owner of a hotel, his old job. If you don't complain, he's not going to know that there's a problem with room service. He's got bigger things on his, on his list. So I think if people want Assange to be pardoned, you got to be noisy. This is not a Bush. This is not some neocon globalist puppet. If you make the argument and if he sees that millions of people want it, I think he'll do it potentially. Nobody's made that argument. Nobody's chanting in front of the White House. I walk by it frequently. Nobody's chanting saying free Assange now. Not even one person. Yeah, I, it makes me kind of sad. It makes me sad that nobody in the media 
is sticking up for this guy because they're all in on it, man. They're all in it. So let's get into, uh, I hope he gets out. I'm hoping somehow, some way, there is, it works out and he's no, he gets out of there safely. I'm not holding my breath, but I'm hoping for the best. That's my opinion, man. I hope he gets out. I would like to see that. Um, Russiagate, what is your opinion on Russiagate, dude? Well, again, Russiagate was this kind of half-baked idea that if with the weight of the media, the full weight of the media and with Barack Obama on the campaign trail while he's still president, uh, just trying to hammer home that people have to vote for Hillary and not not the bad orange man, Trump, you know, uh, they thought that they had all the cards. And so just as a backup, because these are very controlling people who don't ever like to lose, if, if you're the new world order, if you're globalists, et cetera, you, you don't have a second shot at this. You only have one shot. And so their backup plan is if on a 5% chance he is elected, we're going to take him down with these tenuous ties that, that we've cooked up, that he's basically an agent of Russia. And now that is, that is completely petered out because there, there is no evidence uh, there was no evidence of that. And then, you know, they shifted it from direct, that he was directly influenced or helped by Russia. So, oh, there was some kind of collusion, which is not even a felony. If, you know, what does that mean? If, if the head of China before an election says, hey, you know, hope you win. Best of luck. Does yeah. that mean that, yeah. that you've committed the crime? You know, does it really matter if, if Russia likes him or not? So, again, this was all just designed as a backup. And the reason why it didn't it didn't do him in is that it's just not strong enough. It, it wasn't designed to ever be used, really, in my opinion. So, Well, let's get into what started a lot of this. If we really look at what the goalposts were, the goalpost was originally the Russians hacked the DNC servers. Well, nobody was able to prove that, particularly, especially the FBI, because they never saw the servers. The guy who ran the... Uh, internet security company that was working with the FBI, I mean with the DNC, was Robert Mueller's right-hand man. He was in charge of internet security when he was with the FBI, and then he went to the private sector. They would not give the FBI the, the servers to see if they were hacked. Everybody knows, and, I'll, and our last guest came and said, that Seth Rich was killed. W what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's uh, it's readily apparent that somebody murdered Seth Rich. And as millions of other people on the Internet have pointed out, the fact that he was killed and yet the contents of his wallet, his money was not taken. Uh, that's one of the allegations. That doesn't seem like a mugging. If he was shot in the middle of the night and they don't even go for his wallet, then why was this man just gunned down? You know, Washington, D.C. is not a city where if you're walking around in a safe part of town, you're just going to get mowed down by bullets. That doesn't happen, right? He was targeted. Now, why was he targeted? Well, the theory is that he's the one who threw all those emails on a thumb drive and then sent it to uh, WikiLeaks and Julian Assange. And I believe that theory is, is worth exploring. Do I know for a fact that it was Seth Rich? I don't think anybody can say that they know for a fact well, Julian Assange, Assange could. Right? Yeah, he could, for sure. So, uh, but yeah, I think Seth Rich definitely uh, needs a second look because that man was murdered, and he seems to be the most likely person who would have given those emails over because it wasn't a Russian hacker, whatever Guccifer is. Uh, it wasn't some lone not guy. When, not wasn't some lone genius. That. wasn't Russia. It may have been Seth Rich, or it may have been you know good people in the American intelligence community who had just had enough, you know, just enough of being pawns to the Clintons and the Podestas and old Soros and just decided, fuck this. And they just shoved it right in, you know, a couple weeks before the election. That's possible, too. So, uh, FISA, a lot of people, what do you want to say? No, I was just looking it up when you type in Seth Rich. Yeah, all the great memes that come up. Yeah, all this. Well, first of all, they make it seem like he's super American. Well, they he is. He's show... wearing all that shit. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, if the story's real, he is pretty super American. I mean, he did... He did lose his life trying to stop somebody who everybody knew, except for the goldfish, didn't want to accept that Hillary had jacked the primary. Okay? So if you take a look at Hillary, she won New York and California. Outside of that, she didn't do well. 
If you made New York and California the medium voting number of the United States, meaning every state, if you took all the states, took the median number of all their numbers, and you made California that number, she wouldn't have won jack shit. She won California, and she won New York. It. And it's questionable whether she even won California with the way they all this fucking voter... The gender, ma- gender mandering and all, all that bullshit. The, well, just like, dude, they literally just lose ballots. They stop counting ballots. It's just such fuck... It's so corrupt. But I want to get into FISA. The FISA, the wiretapping... Uh, your thoughts on the wiretap? Because you remember we had we had Trump come out going, "Oh, they're wiretapping me," and everyone's like, "What a crazy guy!" And then it came out that they were wiretapped. Not only were they wiretapping, they had two spies on the Trump uh, transition team. Okay, uh, what was this? there were two guys? One that was hold on one second. Uh, the guy who had spied on Jimmy Carter for Reagan. He was one of them, and then another guy. And then on top of that, they wiretapped him. Any thoughts on that? Is this bigger than Watergate? Yeah, I think uh, I think the FISA stuff is bigger than Watergate. And then in turn, I think Pedogate uh, is bigger than all of it because uh, uh, that's what some of these establishment players are tied up in. You know, why do they hate Trump so much? Again, to go back to what you were saying earlier, why are they so shrill? Why not just wait another year and then pick a strong candidate and go against Trump and move on, right? Why are they so angry? Well, some of these people are going to go down uh, over child trafficking indictments, uh, almost certain. And uh, even uh, Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz on Fox, has said that some prominent people are going to be put in handcuffs over these emails, uh, over their own emails, which have leaked on the Internet since some of that is coming. And uh, the FISA thing is huge. Again, Russiagate was not only a backup plan to stop Trump if he were to ever gain power. That was their excuse. That was their excuse for surveilling him in the first place, was making it seem like there was all this stuff there that wasn't there. And it's, it's just highly un-American, regardless of your politics, to have the outgoing president setting up a surveillance operation on the next president, who's not an ally of Obama's and is a member of a different political party. I mean, that's that's as un-American as it comes. And I think people in other countries, if that happened in their country, they'd be angry too because it goes against just basic decency. Yeah, when they they basically what happened was that Carter Page had worked for the Clintons way back day. He was on a transition team. Okay, he they had monitored. He had done some business with the Russians, so they put Carter Page. On Trump's transition team. Because, I mean, like, listen, dude, do I think Trump is perfect? No. Do I think he's got some problems? Yes. But I do believe he was there and he had people flocking to him. And he was like, okay, who do I sign? And, you know, it's like whack-a-mole, dude. It's like he's just surrounded by corrupt motherfuckers. So no matter who you pick, there's a corrupt motherfucker. I'm not even saying that Trump, through his early business, didn't do some shady shit, money laundering, whatever. You know, I mean, I say when you go to the pig farm, you're going to find pig shit. OK, <laughs> so they put like uh, a Carter page on his thing. And this allows them to get a FISA warrant. They're like, this guy we've monitoring, he's been doing weird shit. They don't even have a hearing on it. The FISA just put it there and they wiretap him. This guy, where is this dude? Come on, man. Come on, man. This guy, his name is Steve Stefan, a helper. He was an old spook from way back in the day. Mm. He had spooked on uh, Jimmy Carter to help Reagan get election. So then these people, they recycle their spooks and they put this guy on Trump. That is two spies now you have. Two, maybe not spies, but one's a spy, one's definitely a plant. So they use. It's like the premise. It's like the premise of a De Niro movie, right? Like analyze this or something. They bring back the old spook. Bring him out of retirement to help bring down Trump. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. Right, dude. And you can't say it's not real. Everybody who's in the room in the back over there fucking questioning <laughs> this shit. Okay. The, the, dude, literally the CIA came out and go, we weren't spying on him to hurt him. We were spying on him to protect him. <laughs> and nobody yeah. with common sense, which I'm finding out is not common, thought that that was real. 
And then when Tapper is his name, who was the CIA spook or the FBI spook that basically came out and said, we spied on Trump because Obama told us to. And guess what? You haven't heard from that motherfucker since. Yeah, I'm not sure if you mean Comey or somebody else, but Comey uh, went from being an FBI director to trying to make everybody think he's a nice guy, uh, which is weird. You don't have to be popular to be FBI director. In fact, you can be very unpopular because it's an appointed position. So uh, that was interesting to me. Again, these are all little tells. If you've ever been to Vegas and you watch other players and their tells, the shrill media, if globalism isn't real, how they get all shrill whenever Soros is mentioned or whenever, uh, you know, whenever these topics are brought up, so angry. Well, if it's not a big deal, why so angry? You know, the same with this. Uh, if, if Trump's not such a big deal, why'd they go to such elaborate lengths to have the, the entire intelligence community basically uh, focused on an incoming president instead of focused on things like terrorism and bad people and child traffickers and all the rest, focused on the person that we chose uh, to come here to Washington and clean things up a little bit. It was basically James Clapper is his name. Oh, Clapper. Okay, the intelligence director. Remember, Former. he came out and he goes, we wouldn't have done this unless we were ordered to by, by Obama. I mean, he came out and said that. I mean, like, that's right. real shit right there. That is real shit right there. And basically, the steel dozer right now, dossier, dozer, what is it? Dossier or dozer? I've been saying it wrong forever. Uh, dossier. So the, but, doss- uh, the dossier comes out. Richard Steele right now is in the UK on trial. He's being sued by two Russians who are implicated in that dossier. Uh, and they're saying he's full of shit. He has basically testified that the dossier was paid for in full by Hillary Clinton to in fact Oh the same Hillary from uh yeah, the same one ass Hillary oh, okay. to Fuck. kneecap to kneecap Donald Trump's presidency and her dream was cuz she's such a psycho was to be <laughs> shadow president like she would, she didn't think she was actually going to be the president but she was going to be shadow president behind the president which was going to be probably Mike Pence shadow president calling rules thus being able to pay off everybody who up uh, who funded the, or, or donated to the Clinton Foundation. Any thoughts on that, David? Yeah, I don't know about that, but their donations, <laughs> the Clinton Foundation donations have plummeted uh, since, since she lost, which has a lot of people wondering, you know, if you're a philanthropic thing, why do the donations plunge after you're no longer close to power? Uh, it kind of adds credibility to it being a possible pay-for-play which, of course, we all know the Clintons are all about. If you're a rich person, you're a rich child trafficker. They protect your interests. But if you're just some working class person with issues about whatever, they don't care. They don't give you the time of day. And, of course, that's not unique to the Clintons. But, uh, yeah, so um, what else did I want to share on that point? That's pretty much it. But I think uh, well, I will, even the I ask American you who doesn't follow this stuff. Even if you don't follow this stuff, people see it's not an even playing field. What was done to Trump is literally unprecedented, right? To have Obama chasing Trump around the world and to have John Kerry flying out to places after Trump goes there to say, hey, don't listen to him. This is all just temporary. That's never been done before. It's In the history of time. When you have John Bolton basically telling us we're not pulling out. When our president says we're pulling out and John Bolton says we're not pulling out. I mean, what is going on here? What is going on? Like, yeah, I mean, he, I'm a Democrat. I'm like, what is that? That's so disrespectful. Yeah, even the people around Trump who do his bidding, many of them are, are too too establishment for Trump. You know, he apparently has called some of them bushies. Some of these people who've been in government forever, they just are they're rhinos, right? Republicans in name only. That's what they're called here. Oh uh, my God! I didn't. I, that's awesome. <laughs> so Romney, Romney's a good example. He starts going after Trump on day one, like his own party. It shows you there's something else to play here. There's not no longer just Democrat or Republican. There's like globalist weirdo Republican and normal Republican, and there's like Democrats who want to legalize weed and Democrats who want to help you pay off your student loans. And there's like the creepy Democrats who are just like who's funding them. Why are they so so uh, hysterical every minute of the day? You know, there's 
we're starting to see this delineation. There are different kinds, even within the two parties. And the, the rhinos and the creepy Democrats are just bumping dicks. That's what they do. They bump dicks together, right? They're dick yep. bumpers, okay? I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's just weird. What happens to Rachel Meadows when, this, when eventually nothing happens with, with Russiagate? Where, where, what happens to her legacy, whether she meant to or not, or she knows she's not going to make this money anywhere else, so she has to do whatever she's told? And by the way, they will straight up sacrifice you. They will sacrifice you, your fucking career. They don't give a shit. If you play ball with them, you get sacrificed. You, and they want you to jump on the sword. And that's why things happening with this Russia, Russia, Russia shit. And Rachel Maddows, who I used to think was great, now I just think it's fucking offer lesbian rocker. <laughs> and is just pushing this narrative that nobody, including yourself, knows real. What is the political cost for her? Yeah, I think people like her and people like Brian Stelter, they have a shelf life. And whatever Trump proves to the American people that he was the better choice, I'm not sure when that's going to actually set in for people who don't follow politics. That Between world war with Russia and millions of people being killed in nuclear holocaust and all that, uh, or what Trump has given us over the last two years, not perfect. He said some stuff that is frankly... Uh, frankly, pretty incendiary for a president to say. However, I don't think there's even, you know, it's not even close. It's not apples and oranges. It's like hideous death versus a moderate moderate existence. You know, which one do you want? You want to die in a nuclear holocaust? You want like moderate economic growth and somebody trying to protect the border a bit. But he's got to do way more. We didn't even get into some of the creepy stuff that I'm I'm upset about. The child trafficking that he's Let's going Let's get into that. Pedogate, last time you were on... You know, we discussed Pedogate, and you and I were hoping that with him, I mean, I think that you were on either right after he was elected, and uh, we were both very excited because we thought, finally, this very ugly thing that has been hidden from us and has been exposed is going to be dealt with, and he has done a lot, and we are now, you know, after a week where Kevin Spacey's been really fucking put out to dry. R. Kelly is getting murdered. <laughs> now because of L- R. Kelly, people are finally looking at John Lennon, legend. I mean, that dude's a fucking shady fuck too, okay? And we're starting to see the beginning of this erosion of like the Hollywood elites. Uh, What's your thoughts on where we are with all this? Yeah, it's, it's moving much slower than I would like to see because I would like to see them all wrapped up right now. But at least Trump is talking about it. You know, he's talking about human trafficking and mentioning that it's mostly young, young children and young girls. He's mentioning that all the time now. I uh, just did a live stream the other day about the human trafficking uh, initiative that they're that they're doing, trying to go after it. So he is doing stuff, but still they go after some of these true elites who we all know are involved in this stuff. Then I, I just don't have that much hope. And I feel like things, transparency is moving slower than many of us would like. You know, in L.A., Harvey Weinstein, you mentioned the elites. Harvey Weinstein is considered an elite. I don't know if, I don't know if he's in the woods with a black robe on in the middle of the night or something doing Illuminati stuff, but he is absolutely an elite. And you wonder why were these A-list actresses sleeping with him in conditions that were like borderline rape? Well, the reason why is he's not just a powerful producer. There was a cabal. There were a handful of super rich people who have had a lock on the media and a lock on Hollywood and a lock on like 80 percent of probably both parties here in Congress in D.C. And it's scary stuff. But like, why would everybody be so scared of Harvey Weinstein? Well, he's not just the fat rich guy. He's like a member of the club. So. Oh, and they're all I mean, everybody who's calling out Trump for grabbing the pussy. uh, There's a picture of them loving, doving with Weinstein. I mean, let's get like a lot of people might not know what a lot of people might not know a lot about Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. Now, when this story started coming out about this really sweet deal he got with a guy who was in Trump's administration, what people don't realize is that guy that time had been working under Mueller, and Mueller had given Jeffrey Epstein a sweet deal. In particular, months a line in, in it. In custody with work release. Listen, and there's a line in there that is, is most dubious, and that is, 
you and any of your associates. Cannot get in trouble for anything in future, in past. Dude, they none literally of that. said anybody who did this with you cannot be tried anymore. That's including Trump. Fucking believe it. Well, here's the thing about I, here's the thing about Trump and Epstein. There's a one time thing that he goes to that island, and that is something you should look into. But you cannot make this a Trump scandal when the Clintons have been to Epstein Island 27 times, okay? It's a big, fat fucking no, but, deal. And everybody's been on his airplane. If you go on the list, everyone's been on one of his But they're all going he, to the island. Yeah. Right? So it's like, what's your, for those who are listening for the first time and haven't heard of Jeffrey Epstein, David, what would you think, what would, how would you describe Jeffrey Epstein to them? How would I describe Epstein? He was a billionaire. Uh, a Florida billionaire who was bringing underage girls over to his house, uh, underage girls to molest and abuse them on on the regular. You know, like two to three times a day, his assistant, his female assistant, would would uh, bring them in. Allegedly, she was a sex slave. Uh, and- she bought him. She um she was a sex slave. He bought. He bought it from her parents. They were it's called Vonyin or one of those weird places. Yeah, she had. He was her dad was part of this one group that was like you know. A super Zionist guy was like anything for Zionists and stuff. Uh, it's like it's really it's yeah. really scary he, shit. Yeah, he bought her and he would tell she would be the one that would go and get other girls and be like, "Hey, there's this rich guy. Do you want to make some extra cash? All oh, you gotta yeah. do is give him a massage." And it would start off with massages, but obviously money fucking. Well, talks. dude, do you know what the whole thing that they think really blew up the the Jeffrey Epstein thing, which was that he was supposedly blackmailing a lot of the people that went there and that British intelligence found out he was blackmailing allegedly Prince Andrew. Oh, yeah. The, one of the princes is on there. Yeah. Right. And so they went to the United States. You have to stop this. But but go on about Jeffrey Epstein, please. I'm sorry. We, we, we yeah, so he, he also operated this, this pedo island, as it's been called, this island property, which has, uh, they believe, an underground temple of some kind. Where children, uh, children may have been abused while these people are flying out there, and you know the Clintons, certainly the Clintons, to go there more than twenty times or to fly on his jet more than twenty times, uh, there's something there. How can there not be something there? You know, I, as I like to say, if you're a normal person, the number of times that you should have flown on a convicted pedophile's uh, private jet to a place called Pedophile Island. Should be zero, right? Zero or very yeah. close to zero, no, not twenty zero, times. Nada, nada, you know? <laughs> nada. And it's just yep. like it's just again what we're starting to see these super elite guys. It's almost becoming like the United States version of royalty, where they play above the law, they don't pay taxes, and they can do whatever they want. Um, dude, look at uh, look at Ed Buck. I mean, what is that? The guy has a thing for apparently drugging black sex workers in his apartment. How many dead black guys have to show up before the police ask you a few questions? Dude, he better, the law enforcement better handle that before someone else does. Someone's going to handle that, dude. That guy needs to be taken care of. It needs to end. And it's pissing me off. And here no, we I think the police. I think the police will go after him because there's super, super public outrage. You know, the funny thing here is that some of these some of these leftist billionaires, mainly Soros, have been funding Black Lives Matter, and now it's actually Black Lives Matter that's going to go after some of these political elites because, like, that's not acceptable to have to be treating this guy like uh, like he's some slave, right? And apparently shot him up with meth before he died. Uh, so just really bad stuff. I think the black community is going to go totally insane if there's not swift justice on that one. I couldn't agree more. If there's a march or anything, I'm joining it. This guy's a scumbag, dude. I live in L.A. I got to drive all around, and I see these kids, these street kids around the corner, and I feel for them, man. There's not a lot of opportunity, man. There's not a lot, especially if you're trans like uh, street walker and stuff like that. There's not a lot of safety net for these kids. And they're put in very bad positions, man. You know, my position on prostitution should be legalized and uh, regulated to a point where, meaning it's safe for these people, both the, the street walker and the John, so that we don't find ourselves in these situations. But, I mean, these kids have nothing. And these super powerful guys, because he was a Clinton, another Clinton person involved with shady shit. Do the Clinton, did the Clintons or do the Clintons run a, a global pedophile ring, allegedly, in your opinion? 
they're certainly involved. You know, it was Andrew Breitbart before his death uh, who tweeted out that, that uh, John Podesta was an elite elite uh, sex trafficking cover-up guy. He was like the point guy for covering this stuff up. I believe that to be the truth. I don't think Andrew Breitbart was saying that for retweets. If you call somebody a pedophile repeatedly to a large audience, and if you have no proof of it, you can get sued. The reason why I haven't been sued now in nearly three years is we have plenty of proof. They don't want me anywhere in a courtroom. In fact, speaking of court, you've got two federal lawsuits that we filed. People told me, People threatened me and said, hey, if you keep talking about this piece of shit, they're going to drag you into court. I said, hey, let's let, the, let's let the cards fall where they may. And that's never happened. In fact, we've had to bring lawsuits uh, to make people aware of this stuff. So that's how real it is. is these, these freaks don't want to be in court. They don't want to be indicted. They don't want the discovery process, their emails being looked at by a judge and a jury. They just want to be so far away from this that they're willing to do anything. They're willing to ruin your reputation. In some cases, they even try to kill you off. It's crazy. Do you have any faith in that Trump's going to... Trump's done a lot. People don't realize that. He's arrested more of these pedophiles. But I think you're like me. We want to see the guys that we know are the ringleaders. We want to see the heavy ups. And and uh, do you have any faith that might happen? He. He's got to take down some of the people in the same social class as him. That's what it comes down to. He's got to take down a billionaire pedo or somebody connected to the Clintons high up. And until he does that, I can't 100% be a believer anymore. He's had two years. I expected more. I like that. Now, with that said, the greatest, the greatest thing that I tell people about Trump is you can be a huge critic of Trump. You can dig through his dirty laundry for months. Then you find some little gem. And you tell everybody, I've got this gem, I'm going to publish it on whatever. He don't, you don't end up dead, no matter how much of a pain in the ass you are. Trump's critics don't end up dead. That says something about the guy. Dude, the fact that Stone, Stormy Daniels isn't fucking at the bottom of a lake makes him different <laughs> than fucking the Kennedys and the fucking Clintons. Totally. You know? Uh, I want to get into You had some stuff about fraud in Broward County. Uh, we're about to do an episode on Monday about Broward County and all the fucked up shit that happens to out of there. Your thoughts on that? Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Yeah, I was just recently back down in uh, Fort Lauderdale. I was down in the fort in Broward County. And uh, I also saw recently, of course, that that guy, the, the Broward coward, that sheriff has been put on suspension. About time. How about put him on firing, right? Fire the fucker. Don't just suspend him with pay. Oh, if they but fired anyways, him, that would be uh, something. South Florida, I think South Florida is like, you know, if they would deal with the parkland shooting properly and if they would legalize weed, they could be the California of the East Coast in a good way, you know? So as far as South Florida goes, super corrupt place. They just got to get rid of the bad actors. You know, get rid of that sheriff. See, why did he tell his people not to go in? The whole point of being a cop is to protect people. So there's a lot there that needs to be uh, digged into. And, uh, yeah. I'm with you, dude. Uh, I think there's a lot more to it. I mean, whether it's the 9-11 uh, hijackers staking out there, uh, the guy from Florida. Guy uh, from- that's true. I didn't even remember that. So, like, so many things originate in oh, Florida. Dude, wait till you see it, dude. No, not just Florida. That particular county. Which is Debbie Wasserman Schultz County, Parkland shooting. When I have two different witnesses on tape saying, I saw a cop in full armor shooting people. Two different witnesses. Then I have a fucking video of four cops coming out of the back of the school with duffel bags, throwing them into the fucking trunk and taking off. And I'm going to show that all that ne- next week. Um, it's going to be, it's real, dude. It's fucking real. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I mean, if you look at the Awam brothers, I, I don't know if you followed the Awam brothers. Uh, you are in Washington, D.C. And how crazily corrupt that trial was when she's a giant player in that case and her brother is the prosecutor. How doesn't anybody say something about that? Yeah, that's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to repeat very often is this is really a small club it really is like a handful of people and they consider each other family and they look out for each other and in that case you know debbie wasserman schultz and the corruption in broward uh, the state of indiana there are allegations from a very good very good newspaper journalist uh, tim Holmset, that the state of indiana some of their police and law enforcement stuff 
uh, they they actually are like protecting protecting the child traffickers out there. So there are definitely areas of the country where the local officials are just corrupt. You know, not as bad as Mexico, but like super corrupt. Uh, this guy Tim Holmseth had the police in Indiana. He's this this mild newspaper reporter with children, right? He's a family man. And the Indiana police start going after him because he's talking about the elite trafficking of children. And and just so wild to see that, right? But Indiana, Broward County in Florida, there are pockets in this country where things are corrupt. Well, dude, let me ask you something. Do you think any elections are real anymore? I mean, I, I get, get shit because I say this all the time. I mean, L.A., we've just seen some ridiculous, ridiculous election uh, uh, results and that don't make any sense when we look at like whether it's our, our uh, the California primary for the 2016 election where MSNBC basically comes out and says we're going to call it early for Hillary and then three million ballots don't even get uh, 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 counted you know I mean Florida I mean Debbie Wasserman Schultz every election has been found basically been, Found to commit a of election fraud. Do you find any of these, any of these election results real, or is the whole thing just rigged? Well, the fact that Brenda Snipes, the fact that Brenda Snipes has been the uh, voting, you know, the voting commissioner or whatever, that she's been in charge down in Broward for so many years, when there have been so many problems tied to her specifically. Why can't they get rid of her? Is there nobody else? the country that can double count you know double check ballots afterwards is she the only person qualified to do that in the whole fucking country so i mean that's what makes people start to wonder is is this rigged in certain parts of the country i think the election of trump was uh i think mathematically that was actually what the populists wanted right outside of a couple of big cities and outside of the whole media there were all these people who hadn't done well economically for eight years hadn't done that well and they went out to the polls and they didn't like the media and they don't live in LA or New York or here in DC and they certainly were not going to vote for an establishment that they hated so that one was actually in my opinion more or less real and uh, you want to talk about messed up stuff I didn't really like Roy Moore I thought he was a buffoon the way he handled those allegations uh, but now it's coming out that this billionaire who founded LinkedIn uh, Reed Hoffman was allegedly uh, was allegedly funding these groups that were buying ads on Facebook, going against Roy Moore and that special election to make him lose to the Democrat down there. And some of the ads were just off the wall. So there was this fake this fake group that well, they, claimed they wanted to make Alabama alcohol free, and they're saying we support Roy Moore. He wants to take away your alcohol and outlaw it. People are like, what the fuck, you know? So, and a lot of them was, were Russians. Uh, they posed as Russians, which is yeah. like, oh, wow. Wonder where you got that fucking idea from. Where'd you get that? That, that too. I mean, fake, fake Russian accounts that weren't even Russian. Wow. David, hold on. We got to do something because we're wrapping up right here. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. We haven't done this in a while, but I think we got to get back into it because I got to hear his take on all this. It might not go good for us, David, but hold on. <laughs> it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. Hold on. Aaron. Aaron. Don't be an idiot. A-A-Ron. Well, you better be sick, dead, or mute. A-A-Ron. You done messed up, A-A-Ron. You filthy animal. Aaron Thoughts. I can't hear you. Yeah. Can we hear you? Oh, we had your chance to shine, Aaron. Okay. Well, David, uh, we both got lucky because he was coming in hot. He was yeah, really he, excited. He, uh, Are you here? There? I am. Okay. There here we I go. Am. Hold on. Let's hear your thoughts, Aaron. All right. Well, I appreciate a guest who doesn't trust Trump either. Uh, that's nice. Okay. That's a, that's a nice little change. No, that's not a change. What? We have all right. it all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I would like... If 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 this stuff is going on the way that you guys say the the pedophile stuff, I want to see way swifter justice. This is thank you, dude. Crazy. This is a big moment, man. Do you know how long we've been pounding <laughs> this guy with this thing, dude? No, I've I've probably said that from the beginning. I like, know I you want did, it all. dude. It's I a big victory. Everyone prosecuted David. for Boom. everything, you including know. you. Yeah, <laughs> we did it, dude. Bam, we did it, dude. Yes, Aaron, that's great. What a great day today is, man. Well, if there's just that much evidence. There if, is, dude. If you guys can dig this stuff up, then 
Let's get some of these fuckers. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, like when you just look at like the, it's at the highest levels, man, and it's everywhere. And like this has been a century-long game they've done, installing their people along the way, so that at every moment there's a roadblock to stopping this happening. And it's just it is, man. And that's you know, Aaron, the fact that you've said that is all I've ever wanted from Hollywood. It's just like. Okay, prove me wrong. Investigate this. And now all this shit's coming out with R. Kelly, and I love how everyone's going nuts when the evidence has been so fucking blatant. Trust me, it's everywhere. But the weird shit is his sales went up. Well, R. Kelly's. People are idiots. His, his sales went yeah. up. It's fucking... Well, dude, he can enjoy those royalties he in was, fucking yeah. jail. He was at a club. Shit. He was yeah, at a club yesterday. I woke up and he was at a club singing um, Bumpin' and Grinding," and he said he didn't give a fuck what was going on. He was drunk. I, I love was... I love that people are filling up rock clubs to see R. Kelly, but if Louis C.K. touches a fucking microphone, it's the end of fucking days. And that just lets you know that meek white motherfuckers are more afraid of being called a racist than actually calling out people. So they go after safe fucking things. David, uh, I love you to death. It's always a pleasure. Please keep fighting the fight. I don't know if you ever make it out to L.A. If you do, let's powwow, buddy. Yeah, definitely. Likewise, thank you guys so much. Happy to see that you're a big show now. Keep telling people the truth. At least tell people to explore, right? It's, you know, That's it's all- real. Yeah, it's fulcrumnews.com, F-U-L-C-R-U-M.com. I just subscribed today. I'm a paying subscriber because I want to help the people who are laying down the line and doing the research we need to do. Fuck Rachel Meadows. Say hello to David Seaman, okay? Help this guy out because he's laying on the line. He's had personal shit happen to him that I wouldn't wish on anybody, but he keeps fighting this great fight, and we appreciate you, and it's always a pleasure, and we got to make sure we don't go this long again with doing this again, my friend. Sounds good. Have a good evening, you guys. Take Thank care, you. David. XG, enjoy your show, man. Guys, do. you're the best. We'll see you guys soon. Rock and roll. Buy those t-shirts. Bye, everybody.